Hello, wise woman, and welcome to this week's episode of Woman Wellness. This is a show all about natural health and holistic wellness. I'm your host, Wanga Hanyani, helping you to take control of your life, transform your health, and become the best version of yourself. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 7 and the season finale. This episode, we're talking about herbs, how you can use them as medicine to help your health, as well as lifestyle. I'm still struggling with the raspy voice, so bear with me. Before we get into it, I'm going to issue a disclaimer here that these herbs are not intended to cure, treat, or diagnose any condition. So please don't go and just buy these herbs and start using them without talking to your healthcare provider or without talking to a skilled phytotherapist or herbalist. Someone who really knows and is well-versed in these herbs and can help you use them to actually help you with your condition and not exacerbate any underlying conditions. Okay, so when it comes to herbs for hormone balancing, herbs are magnificent in the way that they're made and that they don't just go in and do one thing. One herb can be used for so many different things depending on how you use it and depending on what you use it with, which are the herbs that you blend it with, and then it acts very differently. For example, Dong Kwai, a Chinese herb, a very, very wonderful Chinese herb, can be used to promote fertility. At the same time, it can be used as an emmengog, and emmengog is something that um, promotes menstrual flow. At the same time, it can be used as a uterine tonic to prevent heavy flow. So how you use it will depend on what you're trying to achieve. And this is why you need somebody who knows and understands herbs and can help you in that regard. One of the advantages in the woman wellness consultation and the coaching is that as I work with my clients, I make the specific herbal blends for them. Then I know what they're taking, how much of it they're taking, and how often they're taking. And we're able to tweak those products as they take them. What you find on the Earth and Root Botanical Store are general products that will help general conditions. If you'd like custom-made herbal products, then book a woman wellness consultation and we'll get you sorted. So as I was saying, when it comes to herbs, they fall in many different categories. You can have emmengogs, which promote menstrual flow. You can have hormone regulators, which are herbs which have shown to work on your hormonal system. And then you have ovarian tonics, you have uterine tonics, you have galactagogues, which improve milk flow for breastfeeding mothers. You have uterine antispasmodics, you have uterine astringents, which can be used for heavy bleeding. So herbs can be used in different ways. I want to start with hormone regulators. These herbs work on your hormones. They don't necessarily contain hormones. Some of them do, but they do work on your hormones to help balance or regulate things that were going on. And which herb you use depends on, again, which condition you're dealing with. Wild yam. Wild yam is one of the herbs that actually contains hormones. And if you've used or are prescribed a natural progesterone cream, then it's extracted from wild yam. The queen of herbs, the queen of, of women's herbs when it comes to hormones is chase tree berry or vitex. And this herb is renowned 
or helping with all sorts of hormonal issues. For women who have an estrogen dominant condition and if you have a hormonal issue, probably the first thing, one of the first um, plants that or herbs that you want to incorporate would be chase tree because it's nourishing to the whole feminine system. Phytoestrogens. Phytoestrogens are, are plant estrogens. They're not bad. There's a lot of controversy, if you will, whether they're, they contribute to estrogen burden or whether they actually help to mitigate the effects of estrogen burden. The data supports both sides very well. When it comes to phytoestrogens, it's very important to know what you're dealing with, what condition you're dealing with, and what's the research behind it before using them, especially long term. So aniseed, fennel, flaxseed, um, red clover. Red clover is a phytoestrogen. So where there's estrogen deficiencies, menopause or vaginal dryness and all that, then you use red clover. But red clover is also very good for the skin. So if there's a skin issue which is hormonal related, then you'd want to add red clover. Like our Skin Renew tea also has red clover in it. And this is why for hormonal acne, it's recommended to take the Skin Renew tea together with Harmony. I will link both products down below in the show notes and you can have a read about them on the website. Galactogogs are milk producing herbs. If you're not pregnant and you take these herbs, you're not going to start expressing milk. Okay, so don't freak out. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> um, herbs are intelligent like that. They meet you where you are. For example, marshmallow root, which is a galactogog. If a woman is pregnant or lactating, then marshmallow root will have an effect and help improve milk flow and milk production. But if a woman is not pregnant and she has ulcers, for example, then marshmallow root will go and help soothe those ulcers. It's not going to start making you produce milk. It's not going to do that. So the body is very intelligent and so are the plants around us. And for fertility, tribulus is probably one of my favorite fertility herbs. Dong Kwai, like I said, Dong Kwai, and not just using it, but using a specific days or specific period of your menstrual cycle, along with Tribulus, which is also now available on the Earth and Root Botanicals store. These are really, really wonderful fertility tonics. So using these can promote your fertility and improve your chances of having a little one. When it comes to ovarian tonics, Chase Tree, Vitex, I call it Vitex. Vitex is, again, top-notch. That's one of the herbs that you want to use. And tribulus. Tribulus has actually been shown through research to promote ovulation. So where a woman may not be ovulating every month or if there's ovulation issues, then tribulus is one of the things that we incorporate to improve her fertility through promoting ovulation. Uterine tonics. Now there's a difference between a uterine tonic and a uterine stimulant. The uterine tonic is mainly meant to nourish, to tone, and to strengthen the uterus. And this is really good for conditions like endometriosis, fibroids, dysfunctional uterine bleeding where you just bleed abnormally, or heavy periods, or fibromyalgia as well. And you can use yarrow, black cohosh, raspberry leaf, cramp bark, donkwai. In our uterine tonic, we use some of these herbs like raspberry leaf which is very good. And raspberry leaf is good even before pregnancy to nourish, strengthen, and tone your uterus before pregnancy. 
it's good to take during pregnancy and even during labor because it actually helps with a shorter labor time. Not less painful, but just a shorter labor time. A subset of uterine tonics is where now you get the circulatory stimulants. And these again, don't cry. Uh, ginger, cinnamon, motherwort, peony root. And speaking of peony root, I forgot to mention this in the hormone regulators. Peony root and licorice have been used very successfully in PCOS conditions. And that's one of the things that we use for women who have ovarian issues because it nourishes and it soothes inflammation in the ovaries. So back to circulatory stimulants. We say ginger and, and cinnamon and motherwort and peony. Again, cinnamon, is, it's a hemostat, so it means it can prevent bleeding. So if you have heavy bleeding, cinnamon is one of the things that would use. At the same time, it's something that can actually promote bleeding. So again, it's just how it's used, the dosage that it's used in. And this is why it needs somebody who's skilled and knows and has a knowledge on how to use these herbs. Circulatory stimulants, uterine circulatory stimulants, are particularly helpful in cases of fibromyalgia, fibroids, lower back pain, dysmenorrhea, which is painful periods, in pelvic congestion. So there's some women who just feel like there's a heaviness that is in there or a bulkiness in their uterus, in the uterine area, the abdomen area, where it just kind of feels congested and bulky and heavy. So these are some of the herbs that we use to alleviate that discomfort in these conditions. Uterine antispasmodics are particularly helpful where there is pain. So where there is an irritable uterus, where there is just pelvic pain in general, where there is um, painful labor even sometimes, where there is endometriosis. Uterine antispasmodics go really well in the herbal protocol for these conditions. Black cohosh cramp bark, donkwai again, and chamomile. You will see donkwai come up quite a lot because it's a fantastic herb. And these are really good as well if you have PMS and if you're having just a bad period. Some of these herbs are in our harmony, the hormone support tonic. Hence, when women start using it, one of the main things that they notice is the PMS symptoms go away. It's not hell before the period comes. It just comes very nicely and quietly without announcing itself with a sledgehammer. You transition very peacefully into your period, have a peaceful period, and then you're out of it. That's one of the most common feedback that we get from a harmony hormone support tonic. Uterine astringents, where there's hemorrhaging or heavy bleeding, cinnamon and yarrow are commonly used, um, even in, in just tightening of things, um, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yarrow is commonly used as well to, to tighten things and, and make her, you know, tight is right down there. And then you have partus preparators. There's quite a few. I'll mention Cisandra. Shizandra is also an adaptogen, which is a really fantastic woman's herb that you can use for all-around wellness. It's an aphrodisiac. Tribulus is an aphrodisiac. And then finally, you have emmengogs. Emmengogs are what promote menstrual flow if there's amenorrhea, which is a lack of a period. And that's ginger, sage, motherwort, and don't cry again. So how to use all these herbs is... Like I keep saying, it's very particular and I would not advise anyone to just go and start taking herbs without a full understanding of them or without guidance from a qualified and experienced practitioner in herbal therapy or phytotherapy.
So please exercise caution, look after yourself, just as you wouldn't just go and start self-medicating with any random medications. Don't self-medicate with herbs either. All right. And finally, lifestyle. This is what ties everything together when it comes to the natural health approach to hormone balancing. I grouped mental and emotional health, sleep, rest, pollutants, personal care products, exercise, all of that. I grouped all that into lifestyle. So the first thing is managing your emotions. Your emotions have a large impact on your physical health. Tension, anxiety, stress can cause constipation and dysbiosis. Where there's anger or irritability, that shows up in your liver. Cause hormone imbalances, PMS, all of that. That's just from feelings of anger, unforgiveness, irritability. Where there's fear, insecurities, low self-esteem, that shows up in your kidneys. This is why people who bed wet, you want to actually check their emotional status. Are they worried? Are they scared about being at school? Are they being bullied? Are they, um, have they experienced abuse of some sort? Because that shows up in that area. If there is worry, then that shows up in your spleen. And your spleen is connected to immunity, so it compromises your immunity. So taking care of your emotions is essential. You have to learn how to manage your emotions. So talking to somebody... I know some people feel like, well, I don't feel comfortable speaking to someone because I feel vulnerable. What if they use it against me? Yes, those things happen. But in life, it's important to find somebody who has an unbiased opinion of you, whom you can speak to, who will help you see things in an objective manner and help you process the emotions that you're feeling. This is one of the highlights of the Women Wellness 90-Day Program because we do a lot of emotional unpacking. We do a lot of mental work because a lot of women don't associate their health issues with their emotional status and their mental status. And once we start to work through those, they're like, oh, wait, I used to have migraines. I don't get this anymore. I used to have panic attacks. I don't get this anymore. I used to have anxiety. And now I kind of feel like I'm more level-headed. I don't get as angry as much. And they start to see a difference in their health. Another thing is meditation. Meditation is one way to, especially if you have an overactive mind, if you have racing thoughts, if you can't find peace, can't find calm, then meditation is one of those things that will really go a long way into helping you manage your emotions, which will help manage your hormone balance. Learn to find stillness and quietness and practice self-awareness. Get to know yourself, get to know your emotional triggers, get to know triggers in general so that you know how to navigate them you know how to avoid them you know how to work through them and you know how to reduce the occurrences of those triggers journaling is another thing that i recommend every woman in my 90-day program to do because it helps you track progress it helps you keep stock of yourself three months down the line when you deal with the same situation you're able to go back and see oh I went through this. How did I deal with it the last time? Or it helps you realize, oh, that's a trigger. Because every time this happens, this happens. So I need to work through this. And that helps you understand things. And sometimes even we're so hard on ourselves that we don't see our growth. We don't see how we've evolved. That the things that we've journaled in the past are a nice little reminder like, oh, wait, I have come far. I'm doing well. One of the other things that we work on in the 90-day wellness is neurolinguistic programming which is transforming the way your brain reads messages basically creating a new reality for yourself 
and neurolinguistic programming is, is one of the things that I have seen work tremendously in my clients, especially those who are dealing with a lot of emotional trauma, whether it's from a miscarriage, from an abusive relationship, or from a horrible diagnosis about their health. Neurolinguistic programming has really done a lot in terms of getting them over the hump of self-pity, of low self-esteem, of fear, and of doubt that they can actually take control of their health and their bodies. Secondly, sleep and rest. Sleep deprivation. If you're not resting enough, your blood sugar levels rise, your hormones go out of whack, and insulin resistance increases. So one of the things that we do in the 90-day program is resetting of the circadian rhythm, which is your sleep pattern. Setting the circadian rhythm makes sure that you get a good night's sleep and a restful night's sleep. The purpose of sleep is to rest and repair. So you should never go to sleep and wake up and feel tired when you wake up. If you feel tired when you wake up, something is not working right. And this is what we do, resetting your circadian rhythm. Other than that, making sure that you sleep at the same time every day and you wake up at the same time every day is a lot of self-discipline that you need to exercise, but it'll go a long way because if you sleep and wake up at the same time, your body knows, oh, it's nearly bedtime and it starts to just slowly easing, especially if you put your screens away. The blue light is very, very disrupting to your nervous system. So putting that away and picking up a book or writing in a journal is one way to actually calm your body down before sleeping. Also, a lack of sleep or lack of rest contributes to stress levels, contributes to inflammatory diseases or inflammatory conditions, things that are where there's pain, where there's growth of unwanted things. This is where it starts from. If you're not sleeping enough, if you're not resting enough. An increase in stress in the body increases cortisol. Cortisol is your stress hormone. And the more cortisol you have, the less sex hormones are produced. So more cortisol, less estrogen, less progesterone, less sex hormones, and therefore no libido, no sex drive, no orgasms, less fertility, because it's actually what we call the pregnolone steel. Cholesterol is the starting block of all our sex hormones. Hormones like cortisol are also made from cholesterol. Now, when we are stressed, we're in a constant state of stress, our body has to make cortisol. And what the body does to compensate for this need of cortisol, it starts to take progesterone to convert to cortisol. And remember, progesterone is the mother hormone. If we don't have progesterone or if we have too little progesterone and too much estrogen, then we have an estrogen dominant condition and then that also affects fertility. So there's a lot that goes on in our body and this honestly is something that I have to work on as well. My sleep rest, um, I, sometimes I push myself too hard. So it's something that I always have to remind myself that sleeping and resting is just as important as me working and this is something that I find myself having to constantly have to drill in of all the things that we work over with the women in the 90-day wellness program rest and sleep are the hardest thing for them to do and i get it as women we're wearing so many hats we're juggling so many things that we feel like the moment we sit down the moment we sleep an extra hour or two or the moment we rest we're being unproductive and even the world, the way it is, as women, we do have to work harder to get noticed. We do have to do extra just to be at the same level as our male counterparts. 
but it's not worth your health if you are losing it if you are developing stress symptoms if you're getting ulcers if you're getting constipation if it's your fertility is being affected if your sex drive is not going then you really have to take a step back and find time and prioritize rest and sleep also glowing skin doesn't come from beauty products alone it comes from rest and sleep adequate rest and sleep thirdly pollutants and xenoestrogens xenoestrogens are man-made synthetic estrogens when we consume xenoestrogens through gmo foods through pesticides through chemicals that we're putting on our skin these xenoestrogens get in get stuck in the estrogen receptor site and then the good estrogen or the right estrogen can't even get in they essentially the wrong key got stuck in the lock this is where diet we go back to diet in the previous episode there are certain foods that as you eat they compete they help the body compete to actually get the good estrogen in and the bad estrogen out cruciferous vegetables being one of them go back and listen to the previous episode about how you should incorporate cruciferous vegetables to your hormone balancing diet so xenoestrogens and pollutants in general have contributed to autoimmune disease fertility issues hormone imbalance issues in women granted there's only so much we can control about how much chemicals we're taking in we might not be able to completely control the type of air that we breathe when we go out or the water that we drink because it's all one system but if you can drink rainwater drink rainwater if you can get spring water even perfect stay away from the gmo foods stay away from foods that has been sprayed with pesticides and herbicides and all of that because those chemicals remember if they're meant to kill something living you're also a living being and those are man made they're not intelligent species like we talked about the herbs and how they know where to go and what to to address in your body synthetic chemicals are not that way like antibiotics when they go in they just do the job that they were made to do GMO foods, genetically modified foods, for example, seedless foods. Seedless foods have been genetically modified to make that food not reproduce. They've made the seed infertile. What makes us think that we can eat these foods and not affect our own fertility because we're also living beings? We're taking in food that has been genetically modified not to reproduce if we take in that food it's telling our bodies do not reproduce so it's very important that you you're very particular about the foods that you eat make sure they're organic as best as you can make sure they're pesticide free make sure they're gmo free xenoestrogens are serious hormone disruptors and pollutants the pesticides the heavy metals the dioxins all those disrupt our hormones they disrupt function they affect our mental health i won't get into the whole vaccine debate uh dioxins dioxins are huge hormone disruptors one major source of dioxins is plastic bottles our water bottles that we drink from especially worse off when you've left your water bottle in the car and it has heated up that releases dioxins and we take in that so getting a glass water bottle really reduces the risk of so because we can't control some of things like the water quality and air quality it's important to incorporate detoxifiers into your daily life activated charcoal is one of them not to be taken daily and if you're on medications this is not something that I would recommend because it can inhibit the actual actions of your medications 
Another thing is clays. But I lean more towards chlorella. Chlorella is an excellent detoxifier, especially of your liver, your kidneys, and your brain. Liver and kidneys, we need for our hormone balance. So that's an excellent choice to help your body detoxify itself of heavy metals and pesticides and all of that. Chlorella is a sea algae. It's nutrient-dense. It's a very good source of B12, of vitamin C, of folic acid, copper, potassium. It's also a prebiotic. Remember, we talked about prebiotics and healthy gut flora in the last episode. So with chlorella, as opposed to, say, for example, activated charcoal, chlorella is not only taking out the bad stuff, but it's also feeding you a host of really great nutrients and minerals that you need for your body. When it comes to sea algae, sea vegetables, you definitely want to make sure that it has been certified organic because you don't want to take a sea vegetable that has been contaminated by polluted water because otherwise you're just actually adding bad stuff to your body more than it doing its job. So Drasanfi Superfoods has chlorella powder. It's certified organic meaning that there is guarantee of no pesticides, no GMOs, no fillers, no heavy metals, none of that nasty stuff. It's just pure chlorella. Our Eating for Wellness consultant Batandwa has made a delicious cocktail or mocktail with the chlorella that will help you detox but you'll also enjoy on a hot day. So be on the lookout for that recipe on the Woman Wellness Instagram page. I will link the product details for Drasanfi Superfoods in the show notes below as well as a link to subscribe to the newsletter and the Instagram page. I will also attach any other products that I mention in the show notes. So personal care products are another contributing factor to hormonal imbalances. This still falls under xenoestrogens and pollutants, um, but I just wanted to focus on them a little more individually. As much as we're ladies and we want to look nice and look beautiful and feel beautiful and smell beautiful, a lot of the products we use are not organic and contain a lot of chemicals that cause disruptions to our hormones. This is actually one of the things that inspired the skincare line, Earthful Skin, in the Earth and Root Botanicals shop. Earthful Skin is really a celebration of natural skincare, natural, simple, affordable skincare. So go and check out the website. The link is below as well. And go and check out just the products that we have. We have more coming. There are simple things that you can do. For example, transitioning to more organic and more natural skincare and personal care goes a long way in helping your skin heal and helping your hormones and detoxing your body. Excuse my voice. I've been talking a while now, so it's I'm losing it again. I've been struggling with the sore throat for about nearly over a week now. So for example, lipstick contains lead and lead is a heavy metal that is very disrupting to our body. Antiperspirant roll-ons, these can actually block lymph drainage. Lymphatic system is your sewer system. If that blocks up or if that backs up, guess where it gets stuck? It gets stuck near our breast tissue. And needless to say, breast cancer is one of the most rampant cancers in women. So using more natural oils for your skin, like shea butter, jojoba oil, olive oil, coconut oil. I, in the summer, use a blend of grapeseed oil and olive oil. And I add a few essential oils and a little bit of, you know, rosehip and stuff for my skin. And I use that as a body oil. And in the winter, I mix that with shea butter because it's colder and my skin needs more protection. 
using natural soaps like African black soap, which is also good for dealing with acne, eczema, psoriasis, and those types of conditions. We have African black soap available on the Earthen Root Botanicals store. Completely natural, raw, authentic, handmade African black soap made in Ghana. And then your perfume, instead of spraying the perfume on your skin, you can spray it on your clothes. When you're at home, you can make a spray of water and bicarbonate of soda and use that in your armpits during the day, just to give your pores a break. Wear makeup if you have to, but if you don't need to wear makeup, don't. If you're home all day, why do you need to wear makeup? <laughs> it's fun being a girl. It's fun to look cute and dress up and makeup and all of that. But at the same time, we have to be very cautious of that. A lot of these products are very disrupting to our bodies. Similarly with the hair care. Relaxes have actually been linked to development of fibroids in a lot of black women. So going natural is not just a trend. It may actually reduce your risk of developing fibroids and cancers. And finally, exercise. If you've followed us on social media, then you know we have a new team of women wellness. And within that team, we have a women wellness mindful movement instructor. What we aim to do with this aspect of wellness is that it's not just about moving. It's not just about going to the gym and going beast mode because not everybody can do that and not everybody needs that depending on what they're going. If you have PCOS, for example, you already have high androgen synthesis in your body. You're already making too many male hormones. The last thing you need to be doing is going beast mode in the gym because you're actually exacerbating an issue. So what we're calling mindful movement is actually moving for your body and moving for your wellness. And the instructor, what she will be doing is, is helping you come up with a movement plan for you. If, for example, you need to manage back pain but also promote fertility or if you want to balance hormones, at the same time tone your tummy, she will come up with a movement plan for you, tailored specifically for you and something that you can do, something that is manageable, that's something that gives you results because you're actually moving effectively, because you're moving with mindfulness and intentionality. So other things you want to consider are rebounding. You're not only detoxing your lymph system. If you remember, we talked about this in the previous uh, about two episodes ago in the detoxing episode that rebounding actually unclogs your lymph system so that's one thing that you can do and with rebounding you can get creative you can do ab work on a rebounder you can do toning work on a rebounder so that's something that you can consider adding to your exercise routine or your movement routine and this, the next one is not really exercise, but it's also something that will help you flush toxins from your body. And that's a sauna, you know, will help you open up, flush the lymph system, but also help you sweat out toxins, help you help your body release, which is very essential to balancing your hormones and improving your health. So that's it. That's it for this episode. That's it for this season. We have done, we have covered quite a lot of information on hormonal imbalance. We started out talking about what is hormone imbalance, how does it come about, 
what can you do what are the common treatments and then we went over the last few episodes we went over the natural health approach so we talked about diet we talked about detoxing we've talked about herbs and we've talked about lifestyle this is a lot of information go back and listen to it all over again and there's always something to learn from from each episode something that you may have forgotten something that you need to be reminded of something that you want to try out and or something that you want to take note of thank you for tuning into the first season of the woman wellness podcast it's been fun it's been a learning experience it's taught me a lot about myself <laughs> And I look forward to coming back with season two. We'll be off for the month of January, focusing on the launch of the Women Wellness website. And we'll be back in February. Until then, take care of yourself. You now have the information to balance your hormones naturally, to start taking control of your health. And I look forward to hearing how you fetched your life the natural way. Until season two, take care. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. If you'd like to find out more about woman wellness and how you can start to heal yourself by making informed and empowered health decisions, then go ahead and book a consultation on the website. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with another wise woman like yourself. Let's build this sisterhood. I'm your host, Wanga Hanyani. Be well.